Hello and welcome to GIST Radio. We are a casual radio station where we broadcast when we have something to say. GIST stands for Getting the Shit Together, and we broadcast important interviews and information for artists and creators of all kinds. For more information on GIST, please log into our website at www.gyst-ink.com, where you will find free resources, software, and publications for artists. You can email us and let us know what you would like to hear about at info at gyst-ink.com. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Just Radio. I'm your host, Tara Tomei. And I know this show is going to be interesting and thought-provoking today because I get to talk to someone from High Desert Test Sites. Uh, This is an impressive and well-respected organization that has been presenting contemporary art uh, projects in the deserts of California for over a decade now. As an introduction, I will briefly tell you that the, the whole project started around 2000, the year 2000, with an artist named Andrea Zittel. She's a well-known contemporary artist who has had solo exhibitions in major galleries, major museums all over the world, and uh, including MOCA, which actually I remember vividly her uh, solo show there in 2007, and um, she was exhibiting her structures and clothing, uh, structures such as the escape vehicles, which were like tiny mini RVs for uh, living in a very small space, uh, basically controlling space for like a nomadic living, her maintenance unit uh, living space, which is which was 60 square feet of living space, had everything you would need to live in that small space, kitchen, bathroom, bedroom, utensils, everything. So her work is, is kind of architectural, sculptural, conceptual, made a big impact on me, that show, and I've been following uh, Andrea Zittel's work for a long time. And, okay, so she decides to move to Joshua Tree, California, and build a house and a studio, which would be part of her practice. This project is called A to Z West, and uh, public tours of the compound are offered four times a year, and participants can get a glimpse of um, Andrea's home, her wagon station encampment, the shipping container compound, and more. It covers a a few miles, I think, of space. Uh, It's in in Joshua Tree, as I said. And then High Desert Test Sites was founded by Zittel and four other like-minded artists in 2002. And so these two things exist side by side out in the desert. And it's, so there's a long history of, of these uh, two things, uh, Andrea Zittel's projects, a very long history with many well-known artists participating, countless emerging ones, so many projects and to talk about. I think we might need two hours, but we have a half an hour today with my guest, Aurora Tang, who is the managing director of High Desert Test Sites. Hello, Aurora. Thank you for coming on the show. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. And, uh approaching us with uh, this opportunity to, to chat about um, the high desert, to talk, talk about art and um, our recent nonprofit status. Exactly. It's a kind of key moment for, for high desert. I uh, got wind on Facebook that high desert had, had 
gotten its nonprofit status just in the last few months after basically 10 years of programming. So that was a little surprise to me. I think I almost assumed it already was a nonprofit because the scope of programming is massive. So I am curious to talk about with Aurora how it was being run before without this nonprofit status, and then, of course, how that will affect future, the future of um, High Desert. But we'll get to that in a minute. First, I want to, for our listeners who may not know at all about High Desert Test Sites, I want Aurora to tell me a bit about it, tell us a bit about it in terms of its history and mission. Sure. So, as you mentioned, Andrea moved here um, to Joshua Tree, California in uh, 2000, small cabin in five acres, and that was really for her own use. It would become her personal home and her studio. Um, she just started becoming increasingly interested in the place, and um, land is for sale for very cheap sometimes here, often at the, uh, the tax sales and auctions. And so she slowly started buying up other parcels in this high desert area. So we're talking about um, this community of des high desert uh, towns um, along Highway 62 that basically edge, you know, um, one of the largest areas of suburban sprawl in the U.S., Los Angeles. And um, it is about two, two and a half hours away from L.A. And um, so we started um, acquiring these, and Andrea started acquiring these parcels of land up near Pioneer Town, which is, um, you know, just a little bit northwest of Joshua Tree, out in Wonder Valley, which is east of Joshua Tree, about 15 miles, and really um, just kept them for a little while. And then in 2002, um, that's when High Desert Test Sites started. And it began as an experimental kind of DIY forum for merging contemporary art and life at large um, in a place that was outside of the pre-existing cultural centers. And um, it was started, as you mentioned, by Andrea and some friends. Um, it started with uh, Andrea, I think, had um, John Connolly, who's a gallerist and curator, visiting, and uh, Andy Stilpass, um, who's a collector um, based in Ohio now. And um, they were, she was just showing them around. And um, I think they were the first ones to kind of come on board with this idea of high desert test sites, so loosely. Um, a loose group of people working together kind of to do and present um, art outside of the context of a gallery or a traditional institution. Um, Sean Taylor Regan, um, gallerist of Regan Projects um, in Los Angeles, um, kind of came on board as almost this, um, you know, everyone had a different role, but no, there were no real formal titles. and. Um, and then Lisanne Auerbach, an artist in LA, was the fifth of the main um, contributors, organizers to come on board in 2002. And so the first, it started out with this event that was just very loosely organized, you know, and it was essentially Andrea and her friends coming out to the desert to create work on these parcels she had been acquiring. And um, it was just a really fun thing, and it started out as kind of just a party. And then as the years um, so, and something real quick, just take a few steps back about the name High Desert Test Sites. Um, she came up with that name as kind of a, a reference to the Nevada test sites, um, kind of nearby nuclear testing sites, and also just because of the, um, the large military presence here in Joshua Tree. Um, our neighbor to the east is 29 Palms, home of a very large um, military base, and 
Okay, I think oh Aurora, I think we lost you. I'm 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 gonna put Aurora on hold for a moment as we try to get her back. I think the cell phone reception in Joshua Tree just might be a little bit of a problem. <laughs> um, that's just, I guess, life out in the desert. So as we're waiting for her to call back in, because uh, Blog Talk Radio is a call-in show, I'm going to wait for her to call back in. I'll kind of pick up a little bit from what she was saying to say that, um, you know, I know that Andrea and her group started inviting artists to come out to the desert and install projects, uh, sculptural works that responded to the environment and, again, located all over the desert, all over these parcels that she bought. And some well-known artists um, have participated in the project and also, you know, emerging artists. I, I'm, I'd like to ask Aurora when she gets back how many artists have participated in uh, high desert test sites. It must, it must be a staggering number because 10 years of programming in this festival and also this, uh, not really a festival, this event has probably reaped huge numbers. I'm going to ask Aurora as she comes back online. Yeah. Aurora, are you back? Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, are you back? I yes, can hear you. I hope so. <laughs> Great. Okay, yes, um, okay. I can hear you too. Uh, yeah, wait, I did lose you for a couple of minutes. I, I told our listeners oh, no. I think the cell phone reception Joshua Tree is probably a little spotty, so that's okay. I filled in the time a little bit talking about the various kinds of you know projects that had started by inviting artists out to the desert to install works, Some of, many of which still exist today because, I, as far as I understand, a lot of them are considered permanent unless the environment takes over and they get kind of absorbed into the environment. So can you tell me, give me an example of uh, a couple of artists who participated at first and whose projects are still at the site sure. or one of these sites out there? And um, so as I think I was, I don't know when I got cut off, but um, High Desert Test Sites really just started the early years, um, a bunch of uh, friends coming out and creating site-specific work in the desert on these parcels of land. And um, some of them were temporary just for the weekend, and others um, still are up today. And some also just disappeared, and there's been some kind of HGTS lore that has developed around it. Um, so um, some of the earlier projects that are still around and you can visit um, are actually on um, the site called Behind the Bail Bonds. And it's actually pretty much in down just about a mile or two outside of downtown Joshua Tree. And this is the one part of um, A to Z West that is open to the public and is um, programmed out with high desert test sites um, projects. And uh, Julia Scher actually did a project a couple years ago. I think it was actually for our 2008 high desert test sites project. But um, it's interesting because she installed these these fake warning signs, um, something that says warning radioactive sites. And kind of um, it's interesting because it helped solve a problem we had on some of these parcels and it, which is just a reality of working out in the high desert here. It's a really harsh environment in, in terms of the weather, extreme heat in the summer, extreme cold in the winter. And there's also the, the problem of vandalism and also by people, um, but also high winds. And so we were getting some vandalism to this behind the bail bond site because it's pretty close to town. And so Julia, as her project, she put up these fake 
contamination, radioactive waste site signs. And that actually, I guess, I don't know if some people thought they were real or what, but really, really um, solved that problem for a number of years out here. And so those signs are still here. And that's an example of a project with high desert test sites where well, we put out these driving maps for people, and they can pick them up at our High Desert Test Sites headquarters that's open on the weekend or download them online and kind of visit these sites anytime um, unless they're specified hours. And it's almost like a, a treasure hunt, you know, where there's a map with some primitive, you know, line drawings and um, descriptions of the site and directions there, but we don't have coordinates and we don't have a GPS app. And so people come out to the site, but once they're there, it's they really have to search. And there's something really beautiful about that in that you you have this different sense of awareness when you're looking like, wait, is that art or is that just desert trash? You know, is that a real sign right. or is that some of art project? And um, so that's um, kind of an example of a piece that beautifully does that, and then also kind of served a functional purpose for us here. And um, so that's that's one parcel with where there's um, a bunch of site projects that are, are visible all the time, and a couple other pieces there that are are really have been favorites. Uh, Sarah Vanderlip did a project, um, I believe, in 2003 or 2004, one of the earlier high desert test site events, and it's this beautiful um, shiny egg, oversized. Um, um, disc and um, it's been really popular. I think it's probably our most photographed um, artwork out here and um, sometimes people hear about it because you can see it from the highway and uh, just mm -hmm. a faint reflection and um, we get a lot of people that come out here to, you know, just to photograph it or they're interested in it and then we also have gotten inquiries from people that want to shoot music videos out here because they don't know what it is, but they think it's really interesting. Um, so um, that's kind of an example of of um, some pieces on that site. And um, we have a couple other more permanent sites that we're always programming out over the years. Um, yeah, so. you have uh, this. This uh, every time you talk about a project, it is really one of so many. I mean, there you you manage so many sites. I mean, I urge everyone to go to the High Desert Test Sites website uh, to look. There's a, it's a wonderful website with beautiful pictures of all the you know all the all the projects and all the sites, and it really makes you want to go out there. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> if you live in close. You must make this a pilgrimage, which I plan to do. I must, full disclosure, I've never been out there. Um, I spent the last decade in another state, and now that I'm back in L.A., I've known about um, high desert test sites for many years, followed them virtually, and for the 2013 uh, event, which is coming in, up in October, which we will talk about, of course, in a minute, I am going to make that pilgrimage. I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> to, to see this work. I mean, it's completely uh, up my alley. So in any case, so let's talk a little bit more about, um, well, let's go to the subject of going nonprofit because, sure. you know, you've outlined a, a, uh, you've outlined a little bit, I've outlined a little bit, and I'm hinting around that this is really a massive undertaking. And if you go to the site and see all, the, go to the website, see all the sites that you do and this event, which happens somewhat annually, and you run on a very small staff, I see, and volunteers. So 
first let's talk about just kind of running this for the last 10 years. How, how has it been running in terms of people power and money power before you've taken this step? Sure. Um, since the beginning, it was, and it was actually written into the mission um, that the five founders um, came up with that, you know, it was all going to be self-funded and just this really organic thing that came from um, people that really believed in in making work out here. And um, so up until, I mean, it's it's been a self-funded project, mainly by um, Andrea Zatel, who's, um, you know, all the, the sites are actually you know, owned by her rather than the organization, and she lends them to high desert test sites for our projects. And um, it was also self-funded by all of the artists. So if an artist wanted to do a project out here, unfortunately, we, we had no budget um, to help wow. out with even, um, you know, gas money to come out here because um, we work with artists that live in the high desert here, but also artists, you know, international um, artists from all over the world and so it's really been a labor of love and there was something really beautiful and it's always been kind of um, you know like this thing that High um, Desert Test Sites was thought of as this organic morphing organism in, a, in and of itself you know that was the collaborative effort of a, a group of like-minded people and so it's really been um, thought of since the beginning as an experiment, as something that can change and shift. And so it it operated like this on this, you know, volunteers and just the goodness of artists and organizers who believed in the project for many, many years. But as attention started to grow and more and more people came to the events and they kind of lost that really intimate family feel which is which is a, a wonderful thing that other people started getting excited about it. But Andrea realized, um, you know, something about it had to change or perhaps the project needed to cease to exist. Um, and, I mean, the other organizers were, you know, everyone was getting very busy and Andrea herself um, kind of was updating the website, was handling everything up until about 2011. Um, oh, wow. When she, yeah, she brought me on board. She... She found me and um, brought me on part-time to kind of um, set up some kind of organizational structure for high desert test sites without really losing kind of its renegade spirit on which it was founded. And um, so I come from a background of working with um, nonprofit organizations of all kinds of sizes. Um, and so I started about two years ago, and that's when we decided, okay, you know, even though we started out with this beautiful idea of, you know, we don't want any funding, you know, we're just going to see what we can do with whatever we have and can give. But times have changed so much, and, you know, 10 years later, the economy changed, you know, the town of Joshua Tree changed. And we, but the thing that we kept on our ambitions, I mean, we had all these ideas for wonderful projects we wanted to support and sites to share and, it just became, it was no longer feasible to, to keep running this um, just on a volunteer basis. And so we decided to make that move in 2011, and I had been working on um, the application. We 
had no budget, so we did it ourselves, um, which was a first for me, even though I've worked with nonprofits. Starting one <laughs> is a different story, and so it right. was a long taxing process, and we just basically bought the book on how to how to start up a nonprofit and uh, ask some friends and um, finally got our app in. And um, I guess we decided to go this route. Um, I'm still not convinced it is the best model anymore, but... Um, just because the they're so the pool of funders is is pretty small for the arts and for these kinds of projects and um but we're we decided to go down that route just um so we could get federal funding and funding for from private foundations and just people that were were coming to us and saying they were interested in the project but you know these um the kinds of people that were interested um you know having the five oh one c three and having a tax the donation to be tax uh, deductible was um a big deal so um absolutely we, yeah absolutely yeah I think it's really interesting. it will be an interesting test. I love to hear uh, this is typical of an organization that is started by artists as a labor of love. I mean that is you know, they you start out in a grassroots way, you do it with the energies of people, and then, oh my goodness, you get popular. Oh dear, now what do we do? <laughs> you get popular sure. enough to have more people, more artists, and then it's the next step. I, and I love your approach as it's another test. High desert test, I just testing out having yeah. a nonprofit status. <laughs> but I think that um, opening that up will be very interesting because you do open up yourself for other ways of funding, um, including, by the way, a crowdsourcing fundraiser, your first official fundraiser after your nonprofit status has been uh, awarded, is ongoing right now, and that's uh, a USA Projects uh, fundraiser. Why don't you talk a little bit about that, and we'll pitch, pitch it so that we can get people to donate. It's ongoing at this moment. I think you're about, I guess I'll 60% of your goal is there, and a uh, few more weeks to go. So let's do a shout-out about, about that project and, and also maybe how you decided to go for the crowdsourcing route. Sure. Um, yeah, thanks so much for that shout-out. And, um, well, that actually came about because we didn't – we were waiting on this 501c3 application, and kind of the turnaround for grants is, you know, you you are applying for things about a year or two in advance before the actual event, and we were just waiting for so long, and it became clear that, you know, even if we get nonprofit status before the event, we won't have enough time to be eligible for these um, to apply for grants from private and federal foundations, and um, so we went with um, a U.S. Artist Projects page um, just to cover, you know, the basic costs of administrative costs of um, running this thing um, because, again, we've just been doing this all out of our own pockets. And um, so and we'd also like to be able to provide some just anything to our artists, just a little bit of um, funding to cover travel expenses or materials goes a long way. Um, but moving forward, one of the reasons we we did do um, oh, and one more thing is um, we thought it was maybe a good way to test out this kind of forum, the social funding would be this um, big event we're doing in October, and which is another type of experiment and a brand new thing for us. Um, in that it's our biggest project. It's 60 artists and 60 different projects, 
and um, it's our first year we've decided to take it on the road. Um, one thing that's been High Desert Test Sites has always been about is kind of pushing people's comfort zones a little bit, getting people out there and to kind of explore the amazing people and places that already exist out here in this place. And um, people started becoming kind of familiar with some of our regular parcels since we've been programming out for about uh, 10 years or so. And so we thought, you know, maybe it's time to, to take it on the road. And um, But we... Andrea and I don't don't know some of those places, you know, between Albuquerque and here so well ourselves. So we thought we'd open it up and do an open call for proposals to get um, kind of some of our friends and artists that we we might not know um, to share some of their favorite places with us for truly site specific projects out there. And so backing it up, this whole approach. And um, this big event in October is is it's all part of this opening up high desert test sites, um, and which seems to be kind of the, the direction of the uh, the project um, at this time. But time yeah. a little bit I off think course. That's <laughs> I think uh, Can you can you um, explain? Well, first of all, is is that the first time you did an official open call for for projects? It is for the big events like this. And in the past, actually, it was all kind of just curated within um, by the core group of, of five founding members. And then in 2011, the fall of 2011, that was the first one I worked on. Um, that was the first time outside curators were brought in as an attempt to open it up. So um, the, um, let's see, it was uh, Robert Stone who's a, uh, an architect that works in L.A. and in Joshua Tree, and Brooks Hudson Thomas, who's a designer, uh, operated a design um, studio in Los Angeles, who now lives in 29 Palms full-time, and um, the McCarthy family were the curators. And the idea was to bring in these people that were working in, all, in different uh, fields, the arts, design, architecture, to kind of open it up beyond... Our, um, inter our existing network of artists and friends. And so that's what last, the last big event was. And this is kind of the next phase of the experiment, just further opening it up. So. And are, these, are the same curators involved for the 2013 High Desert Test Sites event? Not curatorially. Brooks Hudson Thomas, since he's moved out here uh, full-time, has been involved um, kind of just advising and um, as has Robert Stone. And so, but this year it was actually, um, it's kind of an internal thing. Andrea, myself, and um, Libby Lumpkin and Dave Hickey on the uh, New Mexico side of things. And oh, great. so this whole idea for the road trip actually started years ago when uh, Dave and Libby were in Las Vegas and Andrea just right. thought of it as like, oh, it would be so great to do something with you guys, do this trip. And um, years later, we finally decided to, to go for it. And in the meantime, so much has changed. They've, they've moved to New Mexico, you know, and um, we our structure has changed. And so um, that's how that came about. <laughs> Well, I'm a little – talk a bit about that, though, in terms of the road trip. So you're going to have all these artists, 60 or how many artists will come up and install their work all over the Joshua Tree area, and then you're going to literally pick them up and go on the road and, and then reinstall them in Albuquerque? Is that is that how it's going to work, or, or describe how that's 
going to work? It's a little bit different. Um, so what we, out of that uh, open call for proposals, selected about 60 projects, and these were for projects situated all across this uh, stretch of Southwest Desert. So we got proposals for Albuquerque, New Mexico, for you know Crown King, Arizona, for Joshua Tree, California, and we part of the selection process was coming up with a selection of projects and uh, that would create a cohesive driving map and that would be sprinkled along the way. So none of the projects. Well, a couple of them are actually mobile projects, but many of them are site-specific to a, a certain place. And the way it will work is, um, you know, the opening weekend will happen in our Joshua Tree area, and we'll have a number of projects sprinkled around and these driving maps that people can pick up and really visit the projects on their own uh, schedule during the day, and then we'll have a couple you know, timed performances, and um, then an opening dinner and uh, event at the Palms in Wonder Valley, which is a wonderful um, restaurant saloon owned by the Sibley's family, and which has kind of become a tradition for high desert test sites events. Um, so the opening weekend won't be that different than past big high desert test sites events. Um, and then the only difference is Monday, any of anyone who wants to continue on will continue on with us as we head east. And each day we have a couple of projects that are either installed for that um, that period of time for the event, and you can visit them during the day. And then at night there will be an evening program that kind of anchors it all each day of the event. And so, um, the, and so each day we'll focus on a different uh, town or region. Until we end up, so you'll in, be dry. Uh, That's so cool. That's okay. That is so cool. So you'll basically be having this kind of caravan of people and artists and even partic participants and even audience who might drive along. I, I read that you're yes. covering 700 miles between Joshua Tree and Albuquerque, <laughs> and you will, uh, you know, kind of go along and watch the installation and et cetera. And it's a week's time. Oh, I would love to take a week out of my life and do that. Yes. Oh, <laughs> the other thing is, it's in, in addition to kind of these these new artworks that are being um, um, created for the event, um, we're also going to be featuring points of interest that are along the way that, you know, might not be identified as artists, artworks, or, um, but are just really interesting and amazing places. And so um, one example is um, Arcosanti out in uh, central Arizona, and that was the, the visionary um, alternative city created by Paulo Soleri, the uh, architect that just passed away earlier this year. And he's been a huge inspiration for us in doing in what we do and just these um, these creative visionaries that um, build up these these places and just really live life on their own terms. And so we've um, and I know so many people that know about Arcosanti but have never been because it's it's never really along the way for anything or it's like, you know, you just put it off. And so this is also kind of um, brings people to these places they maybe have always wanted to visit or if if you, you, you learn about these places that already are out there. And so it's a mix of sharing what's already out there and also – these new artworks um, and um, you know artists being inspired by these these places. So 
It sounds fantastic. What, it, what a huge undertaking, and, and it's like a, the growth of a of a child over over a decade of you know starting small and getting bigger and bigger. But it, it, what you're doing is so exciting, and I do hope that uh, people support it. I want to say again that your USA Projects uh, crowdsourcing fundraiser is live and active. Seventeen days remaining. And now it's an ambitious goal. You want to raise twenty thousand dollars in that first round, and so far you've got, I see here, eleven thousand eight hundred forty-six. I'm going to donate something for sure. I know that, uh, as we all say, a dollar, five dollars, twenty dollars, a thousand dollars, whatever people can give. Sometimes I'll throw out on my Facebook, you know, skip your latte and donate to, you know, USA Projects <laughs> or something because every bit helps. And uh, so we definitely want people to go and, and support that for sure and uh, su- support the event as well. And, I mean, it's really almost difficult to, t- to talk about the scope and the project. So please visually, everybody go to the highdeserttestsites.com site and look at some of these incredible projects that are, that are there and that are coming. By the way, you're doing a wonderful job on Facebook and uh, social networking about High Desert Test Sites 2013, I must say, uh, because you keep posting, you know, this project's coming and the next and the next, and it's really, I'm looking on Facebook <laughs> seeing these projects being described, and they all sound just so innovative and and wonderful it's a really exciting uh, time for you all so I um, really like I said I hope to do my pilgrimage there for the opening weekend and you know I'm thinking what would be really interesting is to have you on after this event because um, you know just something that's different and bigger and then you're taking it on the road it would be kind of cool to hear how it went how did it, uh, you know, your experience of doing it and talking about some of the projects that were that were wonderful. So uh, perhaps you can come back, Aurora, on the flip side of, of that event and, and talk about it. Because uh, I, for one, really want to hear about the whole entire uh, thing from 700 miles of art and experience and nature and culture. It sounds really incredible. So I hope we got our audience excited and that we uh, talked about your organization enough that people really get engaged with it. That's the point of the show, and to just to have people hear artists really making things happen as as these artists have in the middle of the desert of California. So, Aurora, thanks for being my guest today, and I will hopefully so uh, talk with you soon when in Joshua Tree. Sounds wonderful. Thank you again. Okay. Good luck. And I want to remind everybody that uh, we are a product of Just Inc. here on Just Radio, and our motto is making life better for artists everywhere. And we do that through services for artists and uh, software, professional practices, manuals, free resources, etc. And all you need to do is go to Just Inc. Just Inc.com, and you can see all of the things we have to offer, which make life better for artists. I thank everybody for listening today and hopefully you'll tune in again. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm a helpful Southern California Honda person and recently we've been doing random acts of helpfulness like sending a kid to basketball camp and helping a family with gas for their son's frequent hospital visits. And during the Honda Summerbration Sales Event, we can help you with a great deal because right now we're clearing out the 2017s, like the Accord, a 2017 car and driver 10 best a record 31 times. Click the dealer locator link to find a dealer near you and go to SoCalHondaDealers.com to suggest a random act of helpfulness for someone you know. Car and driver January 2017.